2: It's Thursday, January 26th. I'm Jeff Schwartz alongside Matt Ford. This is Jeff Schwartz of Smart New Powered by the Varsity Podcast Network. We have two conference championship games coming up this weekend. The two best teams in the NFC face each other and the two best teams left in the AFC. Matt, it's going to be a glorious weekend of football. I cannot wait for Sunday. You know, the NFC has been building to Eagles 49ers. The AFC was going to be some combination of Kansas City against Buffalo and Cincinnati. I, as a Chiefs fan, am glad it's the Bengals because the Chiefs need to beat the Bengals to earn the right to go to the Super Bowl. Plus, it it ends this idea of a neutral site champ, uh, conference championship game, which I absolutely hate. And so we have these two great games this weekend. I'm excited for these. And we'll talk all about them today. We'll get you ready for the, the action this weekend on Sunday. And uh I'm pumped, buddy. I'm excited.
1: Me too. Usually the best games of the year are these championship games. Um just want to say, you know, your brother was on good morning football today and you're here with me. And I just sort of just wanted to check in and to see how that was feeling.
2: <laughs> I'm this is the best. I mean, Mitch is not Mitch should be here though, right? This is, Mitch I mean, should this, be is here. this is really the this is really the more important show.
1: We've both been on good morning football before. Like well, different you know, roles. Did you is, ever it's harder to get an invite to this.
2: In- did you ever book me when I was there?
1: When I when, no, I, mean, when I, mean, I was there? I mean,
2: When you were there, would I ever go on the show when you were there?
1: Yes, and I booked you on it before the season this year. Remember? You, and you talked about like Jacksonville tanking. Maybe that was last year. God. It must have been two years ago. Man. Was, yeah. that, was that actually? Yeah, I don't know. It was two years ago. I, I
2: didn't go on this year. Uh, I haven't gone on much this year. I went in last year for the Super Bowl. I think mean, it was the last time I went on. Yes. And, and um... Out here in L.A. In Los Angeles. But, you know, like this year, I could probably get back on, but it's just, it's at 5 a.m. And I just don't want to wake up that early. Get ready.
1: It's an early show, man. I'm going to
2: be like a little bougie about that. Like if it was, Super Bowl's in the East Coast time zone, great. I'll wake up at 5 o'clock and hop hop on over there and get on. But, uh, you know, I'll leave. You know, my brother's the big dog, man. He's got that ring. He's the all pro. He can hit up good morning football and we can talk about football on the Jeff Schwartz of Smart new You podcast and get people ready for the action this weekend.
1: That's right. Your shot not quite as zoomed in as Mitch's. Mitch's shot was <laughs> extremely zoomed in. I was taking pictures. I, if he's listening, I hope you take that in good fun. Um, I, right. I don't, I
2: don't think he's a, a big listener to the podcast. Maybe he is. I don't sounds know. Like, we'll, a, sounds we'll, like a
1: Mitch problem to me. It does. Um, we'll,
2: we'll find out actually. Cause he'll let me know.
1: All right. Well, great. This will be how I'm I'm sure that that you've never discussed me with him before. And now he'll know. He'll know me as the guy who said a shot was too zoomed in. Uh, No problem. He's only a a professional offensive lineman. What's the worst thing that could happen to me? Um, All right. Let's talk NFC Championship first. That's Sunday, three o'clock Eastern. Let's see. Latest line I'm seeing. This one's been pretty steady. Um, This says Eagles two and a half, which is actually a little higher than I've seen. Um, Is that what you're getting?
2: Yeah, that's what that's what it's been at uh, for a little bit of time now. I think it, it bumped up fairly quickly to two and a half. I don't think it gets to three. Um, you know, the thing about these lines, guys, I've learned this over the years. Now, I, I've been uh, fortunate enough to uh, work with a, a professional gambler named Bill Krakenberger. That's what he does for a living, and I do radio with him on Saturdays, like legit, like not like one of these guys that like sells you like the whale pick of the week. He's legit in like a, a group. That wagers and they move lines about. It. He will text us, Hey guys, I'm going to wager on the Eagles minus two and a half. You better take this now. It's going to move in eight minutes. And in eight minutes, the line moves because he has wagered on it and the books have corrected themselves to get money from the other side. Like he is a mover and shaker in the industry. And he has taught me that a lot of the action that happens basically between the first couple of minutes of when the line comes out and mostly on Sunday. Is all public money. Like right now, there's not a lot of sharp players coming in strong. It's a lot of public money batting back and forth. And then come Sunday is when a lot of them pounce. And so we're going to get to Chiefs Bengals in a second. So the money right now to me is like, oh, you're batting this between one and a half and two and a half. Like, okay. and But two now is more important than it's ever been because of, the two point conversion stuff, right? It Used to be where three was so important. Two now, the two and a half is important. You go for two a couple times, and now the the number falls on two and not three. So, we're thinking about here. What's your what's your first lean on this uh, on this game?
1: This is the one I feel more confident in than uh than the Ooh, AFC game. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. It's Philly.
2: Yes, it is Philly. You are yeah. correct, sir. Oh,
1: I'm correct. Well, yes. Make your case. I'll then I'll make mine.
2: Oh, well, the Eagles are better. Um here, <laughs> that the, helps. The, the, yeah, that's my case. Here's my case. So um, let's start with quarterback, right? The most important position in all sports. The Eagles are better, right? The Eagles, the Eagles offense wins because of Jalen Hurts, right? The offense is Jalen Hurts. He is the reason why the offense goes. Yes, they have good weapons, they have an offensive line, it's all true but the offense is built around his skill set. It's built around what he can do, throw the ball deep, take shots, play action, pass, and run the ball. We saw against the Giants, he ran the ball more, but I figure as he's getting healthier, he'll run the ball a lot more against the 49ers, okay? Um, And the Niners aren't great against defending quarterback RPOs. I mean, you know, you could dig deep in the weeds if you want on some of these these numbers. So he's a a better quarterback, okay? The, The Niners' offense wins with Brock Purdy not because of Brock Purdy. Those are differences, right? The Eagles' offense wins because of Jalen Hurts. The Niners' offense wins with Brock Purdy, okay? And we saw last weekend when he gets a little bit of pressure, when things aren't perfect, you don't get the same Brock Purdy. That throw to Kittle was great and all. He threw that ball across the field. That ball gets intercepted in the link. It gets picked off in Philadelphia if he makes that throw. Um, I saw that they said he started seven games. Two on the road, one in Seattle, very loud, very hostile place. They only scored 21 points there. It was one of their least, it was one of their least effective offensive games. I saw a report that we were preparing to play Philly while we played Seattle. The crowd noise. Uh, uh, okay. Sure, but that was like seven weeks ago. A little, a little different now. You've been on the road or in Vegas, I think it was since that time. At home or in Vegas. Different atmosphere now. You're going to Philly. Loud place to play. It's going to get, yes, here's what the noise does. Let's say that you are in your office building. And again, like you're trying to talk to your, you're trying to communicate to someone else and you just can't hear them. Like you you literally just can't hear it. It's not about snapping the ball. Really? It's not even about when the play is happening. It's, it's the communication between you and your coworker. You can't hear them. And then when things start going poorly, you start thinking about things and you can't think clearly because you're, it's so freaking loud. It's going to be that way in this game. Now, you know, third and 12. I need to talk to my offensive line. I need to talk to my running back. I need to figure out what's happening. Now the the noise is pouring down on me. Oh my god, the clock's running out. What do I do? Snap the ball and just it it, it it kind of snowballs from there. So Purdy's not been in that environment. And I refuse to believe that a guy making his A start is going on the road, Matt, into Philadelphia and playing well under these conditions.
1: I couldn't agree more. That's the main that's the crux of my case also. You know, we've mentioned this a bunch, and maybe this is the week it actually is helpful. No rookie quarterback has ever gotten further than this. There have been four quarterbacks who've gotten to the championship rounds. Do you know who they are? There's actually,
2: I, I don't really. i never, no.
1: So I'll go in uh, from most recent to furthest back. Okay. Most recent was Mark Sanchez in 2009. Okay. With the Jets. 2008, the Ravens, Joe Flacco. 2004, Ben Rothelsberger. 1999 with Tampa, Sean King, who, wow. who the, the younger folks who boss Hank listening in probably doesn't even know. Um, I think he started a game against, uh, the, the Command Dante's in those he, playoffs. He, he, thinks um,
2: Sean, he thinks Sean King is, is the, the, uh, the grifter on Twitter.
1: <laughs> Sean <laughs> King, the, uh, once kind of reminds me of Brock Purdy thinking back, right? Like he was, a uh, he was like out of nowhere. And then he relieved Trent Dilfer who was kind of maligned like Jimmy G, but then they ended up getting the championship anyway. All four of those teams lost. The other thing that's kind of interesting is all four of those teams had top three defenses. Uh, The Jets had the number one defense. The Ravens had number three. Pittsburgh had number one. Tampa had number three. San Francisco is a very similar team with a very good defense and rookie quarterback. I don't think that it's possible to outscore Philly at home with a rookie quarterback with a bunch of injuries, like Debo came back, obviously, but he he is not 100%. He was a limited participant uh practice Wednesday. And I just think, like, Philly has been one of seemingly, like, the easiest bets all year when they're a home favorite. Um, Jalen Hurts, 15-1 and one this season straight up um, as a favorite. He's 20-3 and three straight up. And this is essentially, I mean, it's 2.5. There's, you know, a key number there at 2. But you're getting a pretty low score here for a team that, I think across the board, with a few blue chip exceptions is better. Like you said, they just are. And Jalen hurts. You could argue was maybe the best quarterback of the whole season this year. Then he missed some time. Yeah. Um. So I just think that I, this just doesn't feel like a game. San Francisco wins to me mostly because of purdy.
2: So it's worth noting a couple other, a couple other things uh, that that are important in this game. I wrote about this for Fox sports. If you want to check, I wrote three reasons why the Eagles will win this game. (sighs) We talk a lot about offensive-defensive lines. It's going to be an old-school game. like back, yeah. like a, It's a line. It's a trenches game, which is funny because the next game is also that way. It doesn't feel that way because we talk so much about the quarterbacks in, in that game. Sure. But they all are. It's funny. You, you get to this point, and guess what? It's like some good offensive-defensive lines. What a surprise. So the Niners' pass rush we know is really good, right? And the, the, But the Eagles' offensive line is the best in the NFL. You have two Hall of Famers on that that offensive line. Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson lane's a little hurt. So that, that matchup against Bosa is going to be important. We'll see how healthy he is to play this game. And the other three guys are pro bowlers. Like they're, or at least they're, yeah. they're, they're not starting pro bowlers. They're alternates Jordan, mulata Dickerson and, and, and Isaac at right guard. So you have this five, this group of five offensive linemen that can handle the Niners pass rush. Now the Niners are going to win some, but they're not going to win all of them. Like they do all the time Through this offensive line. They can win this now, Matt, did you know the Niners' offensive line only has one Trent Williams, not five Trent Williams?
1: Bingo. Yeah, I feel
2: like we I feel like we forget that they have one Trent Williams, who is the best in the NFL. So take him out of this, right? Guess what, guys? The Eagles' best pass rusher rushes over the right tackle, though, and Theo and, and Hassan not Theo Riddick Hassan Riddick is, I think, I think I looked up seventh in the NFL in pressures for a defensive end this season. Javon Hargrave, a D tackle, is third in the NFL in most pressures for defense to tackle in the national football league. It's like Chris Jones and someone else. i am probably blanking on who it's not Donald this year. Um, and then boom, the Niners offensive line outside of, 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 of Williams is not that good. They're, they're buoyed by their offense. Like their offense puts them in good positions. If they can't run the ball, they're going to be in spots where they're getting, they're getting rushed. And, and Purdy's in a situation where he's scrambling out the pocket, which we saw early in the, in the Cowboys game, not as effective. Also worth noting here too, Matt, that you know in, in these games when the line is very close and you're playing in 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 these kind of close fire you know games, the fringes matter a lot too, right? And if you look at the the numbers, and this is digging very deep into numbers, but the red zone efficiency, Eagles are better. They're better overall, offense and defense compared to the Niners. Uh, Again, yeah, we're digging deep into the fringes here, right? But What do the Eagles do better than the Niners? Fourth down and two-point conversion. like They are are better than the Niners. I talked to a buddy of mine who's a a Niners guy this week, and he said Shanahan just coaches to survive. He just coaches Mm. to get through the game. Siriano doesn't do that. He coaches to win the game. Yep. And that's a big difference, right? Like if it's fourth and two at the 32-yard line, the Eagles are going for it. We're going to score, try to score seven points. They may not get it, and that might cost them the game. But they might get it though. Not just kicking a field goal. And that's a big that's a could be a four-point swing. Yeah, it could be a three-point swing if the Eagles don't get it. But if they do, with Jalen Hurts' ability to run the football and the all options they have, Matt, that's a huge difference in this game. And that could be the difference. Kyle Shanahan is historically conservative and, and has failed in some of these moments. Now we don't know what Sierra will do. He's not been in this moment before, but we know throughout this season. He has done a very good job at making sure that he takes advantage of the fourth down opportunities presented to him and is aggressive in those moments when he has to be the yep. Niners are not. And that's a big difference in this game.
1: I think one other way that that bears out when you watch Philly games, I feel like every Philly game I watched this year, first drive, bomb, touchdown, second okay. drive, <laughs> touchdown, third drive, Touchdown! Like, they come out scorching hot all the time, and that's a nightmare if you're the 49ers, right? Like, if if Jalen Hurts comes out and looks amazing, and throws the ball down the field, and Brock Purdy's down two touchdowns, which yeah. could conceivably happen, because Philly, highest-scoring first-half team in the league. Yeah. Um, San Francisco, six, by the way. I mean, these are two really good teams, but you do not want to be playing from behind if you're the, the Niners. You'd want to be able to control this thing on the ground and not put Purdy in a position to kill you. So this is the one that it just became clear to me uh, today, actually. I was just sort of like, you know what? This is Philly's game. We're going to see them in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. I feel much more confident about this game than the next yeah. one, and I almost feel like what I might end up doing, Jeff, is betting um, Philly <laughs> against each of the teams <laughs> and seeing if I can like hedge, hedge around it or something yeah. um, just to, because, yeah. you know, it does feel like uh, this, is, well, this is happening.
2: I mean, I think there's a way to to take the Niners live in this game at some point, right? If the Eagles get up 14 points, I mean, you might have a good opportunity to take them live. But I think the next game is a great lay of opportunity. Like, you just take whoever is losing in the second quarter plus the points. The, like, yeah. That's just like, just whoever, who's ever losing. We've seen now, we removed the Chiefs and Bengals game, where the Chiefs have been up 18 points, the Bengals came back. And this year, the Chiefs were down 11 points, I believe it was, and the Bengals came back, and the the Chiefs came back to to lead this game. Chiefs have lost three straight to the Bengals, Matt. They have led by at least seven points in all three of the losses, Mm. and they have had a 75% win expectancy in the fourth quarter, at one point in the fourth quarter, in all three of the losses. They lost all different ways, right? The first one was in Cincinnati. The second one was in Arrowhead, and the third one, again, was this season in Cincinnati. What makes the Bengals so tough before we get to kind of the overall gist of this game is that they don't make mistakes. Okay. They really don't. They have only turned the ball over 18 times this season, and five of those were in week one against the Steelers, a game that we got right. We put the Steelers in the right. game. So they have 13 the next 16 weeks of the season, 16 games of the season. 13. That's really good. That's awesome, right? They don't have a lot of penalties. I looked up, they're tied for the seven least amount of penalties against, and third least amount of yards against. So when they commit penalties, Matt, they're not the pass interferences, they're not the personal fouls, they're not the the killer penalties. And they don't give up a lot of explosive plays on defense. Like, when you watch a play, you're not like, oh, that guy's wide open, or there's that explosive run. Like, they're just a a quality football team, right? And so that's why they're here. They're here for, obviously, the other reasons that we're talking about in a second, but they're a team that scares me as a Chiefs fan because those reasons but that being said the Chiefs have been in all these games like they, they have not been blown out they lost two of them in overtime no two, one overtime two and over, one overtime both at the end of regulation I think it was they've lost them like the very end of every game yeah. no matter how they end up happening Um, so all that being said the Chiefs are right there to win this game Matt and I don't know who I feel great about wagering on
1: Interesting. So that means you're a little nervous about the Chiefs, then? Well, okay.
2: Um, well, I mean, here, here's why I'm nervous. I can go. Okay. So, first of all, before we get to to that, um, this whole Pat Mahomes and Joe Burrow discussion is so stupid. Okay, guys. Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Joe Burrow, second best. Allen, third best. Whatever. It's not that difficult discussion. Pat Mahomes is the only quarterback right now still playing on a second contract. They got rid of his best wide receiver. Now Kelsey's still there, obviously. But they got rid of his best wide receiver. He's playing with Kelsey, and then a bunch of twos and threes. All right, they've already undergone the transformation of the offense under a quarterback on a second contract. Joe Burrow still playing with all his weapons that haven't been paid yet. They have to pay. Bengals have to pay everybody. So let's see Joe Burrow, and I think he'll be great. But let's see him with two less of his weapons. Like let's see him without. One of his weapons for an entire season. Like, I just I think that we are discounting what happened to the Chiefs, Matt. I was a voice of reason. I know Nick Wright was a voice of reason, who who also is a friend of yours. Those are the only two voices of reason when Tyreek Hill got traded. Oh my God, the Chiefs! It's over. It's done. They're off they were number one in the NFL in every category this season. Pat Mahomes had his best season this year. He's throwing to Noah Gray, and. And McKinnon, who entered the season as a third-string running back who had 70 targets. And I didn't even, I looked this up. I, juju had like 70 catches, which I didn't even realize was a thing. MVS had 40 catches, and, and Kadaris Tony, the guy in the middle of the season had 14 catches, and McCole Harmon's has been heard half the year had 29 catches. Sky Moore had 15. Like it's not Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Boyd. And Hayden Hurst, now of course, Travis Kelsey is fantastic. It's a huge benefit to have Travis Kelsey there. We know that he's an all-fame player, the I mean, best ever. But this idea, like Burrow hasn't had to do this yet. Mahomes did that and is still really good. So this is still a conversation. Mahomes could have 500 yards in this game, and the Chiefs can still lose. It doesn't mean that Mahomes is worse than Burrow because the, the Chiefs lose this game. But that's what be the offseason narrative. It is what it is. I mean, I can't change it, but that, that will be the narrative. So Here's what concerns me about this game. Uh, Many things. One um, is, you know, if Mahomes is not healthy, 100% healthy, which he'll be, I think he'll be close. It looks like he'll be close, okay? You know, the Bengals do a really good job of just kind of, like, squeezing the pocket around him when, when they rush. And they play this zone, man. Like, they kind of just, like, constrict the field. And this is the game he will miss Tyreek Hill more than any other game. He doesn't have that one wide receiver. You get, you double Kelsey... And you say, if I were the Bengals, I'd say every single play, double 87 makes someone else beat us. Yep. Anybody but him, MVS, Juju, Watson, any running back, just not Kelsey. And that's what happened the first half of the game in Cincinnati. So what answer do the Chiefs have? Now they have Mahomes less mobile. So what answer do the Chiefs have? I mean, this has to be Andy Reid's masterpiece. And I trust that Andy Reid will get his team ready, but it has to be an Andy Reid's masterpiece against the Bengals. And the Bengals know this as well. Bengals know the Chiefs have to do this. I would like to see the Chiefs run the ball more, Matt. They ran the ball well in the first game, second game, third game. They ran the ball – just run the ball more, play action pass a little bit, try to get the Bengals linebackers into situations where they have to guess if it's run or pass, hit it behind that. Um, But in the end, the Chiefs offense, I think, will score the the amount of points needed. The question is, can the Chiefs defense get off the field? They put a bend but don't break in the first game this season – yeah, they didn't break, but they also didn't get any stops. <laughs> like, they didn't get any stops. Um, they tackled terribly, you Now, to be fair. Since then, they have tackled much better. They have been a better team. They took Williams out of the lineup, and they have played mostly two rookies now um, on the defensive backfield. By the way, Trent McDuffie um, has played 12 games this season, okay? The rookie. He is... Um, the chiefs are 11 and 1 when he's in the lineup and i think the bengal's game was the only loss they're only allowing two hundred six yards passing versus 313 yards passing 58 completion percentage for 68 can i see where i'm going here right mm-hmm. um qbr 50 versus 61 yards per attempt uh 7.4 versus 6.1 like they like their defense is better than it has been but they can't play as Ben, but don't break. Like you have to You have to challenge Burrow. And the Bengals' offensive line, who's probably not going to have their starters back this week, the Chiefs have to influence them. Like They have to get Burrow down. They have to influence them. And it appears that that doesn't matter. So I don't feel great the Chiefs can stop the Bengals' offense. And if they can't get stopped, they're not going to win the game. That's a lot of words. But that's kind of where I sit with this game right now.
1: I think it's the – I mean, a lot to dig into. I think you're right. And these games between these two teams have been so memorable. Um, Joe Burrow in his career has uh, five fourth quarter comebacks. Seven? Wait, he has seven total fourth quarter comeback wins. Three of them are against the Chiefs. They're, and he's obviously undefeated against them. And last year's playoffs in Kansas City was one of them. For whatever reason, these games seem to all go kind of the same, which is, The Bengals have to come back. The Chiefs get a pretty comfortable lead. They do the thing that the Chiefs do that drives me crazy watching them, which is they get a little bit too cute. They do these dumb running plays that don't do anything. They don't just sit there and go like, cool, second and six, power left. You know, like they're just not that kind of team. They're all, they've never been that kind of, Andy Reid's never been that kind of coach Um And it's, you know, been him in these situations before. There was a time where it used to be, hey, Andy Reid can't make it out of the conference championship for, I mean, that was like the whole thing until the the Mahomes first, the Super Bowl. I thought it was fascinating watching the line movement on this this week. It opened at three with the Chiefs as a three-point favorite, which felt fine. I think that if, honestly, I think that the Bills being so overrated juiced it a little bit, that this was probably, they made this around four. And then everybody came in on the Bengals because everybody, again, overrated the Bills. And I think that, I think this discussion about Burrow and Mahomes, Burrow is, I think it's a little easier to understand Burrow than Mahomes, like for the average fan. I know that seems like kind of counterintuitive, but like we've seen Joe Burrow before. This is what Tom Brady felt like, right? This is kind of what Peyton Manning felt like, like all these guys who are just, Like stand in the pocket, accurate. That's how they beat you. Mahomes does stuff every week where you're just like, "Well, I've never seen that. Like, I don't know what that is." And I, you know what I mean. Like, I feel like it's just a little harder to to wrap your head around it. Um, I mean,
2: Burrow is more traditional that he, he, you know, kind of the pocket passer. But also, we do this, we do this thing, and it's and I and I don't like to compare Patrick Mahomes to like a LeBron James, but I think we're desensitized to Patrick Mahomes' greatness, Matt. He has started five seasons and he's he's in his fifth AFC championship game at home. Yeah,
0: it's, it's he, insane. he is
2: he is yet to play he is yet to play a road playoff game. I saw someone today say, like, well, if he loses this game, he'll have the most home playoff losses ever. I'm like, so like yeah. or the, the most home championship losses ever. O- okay. He's 27. I mean, he's he only yeah. played in these games, like, and they've all by the way, his two losses have been in overtime. But a right. goal. Well, actually, sorry, the Patriots won a, a touchdown that game um, in, in 2018. Like, okay, he has had one season where his defense was above average, and that was 19, and they were 14th in DVOA, and he won the Super Bowl. It's such a silly discussion. The reason why the line moved so much, in my opinion, is because people overreacted to the Mahomes ankle injury, and Tony Rome was saying he wouldn't play. Like, it mm. just people. It, it again, the the thing about. Gambling now because it's so mainstream is people get the wrong ideas about some of these line movement stuff. Man, a number being bad around between two and two is nothing, it doesn't mean anything. It yeah. it, it, it didn't get to three either way. And it opened, by the way, it opened offshore at three for literally that much time, right there. That's as much time as it was at three. It opened in Vegas at like one and a half, and it was open to three, uh, not really. It was like one and a half in like circa, right? And then it went to and it got to like one and a half the other side. Now it's back to Chiefs by one. Like it just, it's just it's just a bunch of people batting the number around back and forth. Ugh, I don't like. By the way, in the biggest drinks of all time, did you see that that sports book who paid out their Bengals futures already?
1: No. They're the official
2: sports book of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Bet Fred, I think it's called. Oh yeah. And they paid out all their Bengals futures to win the Super Bowl already. And the liability must have been nothing, right? I mean, there's no way they're doing this unless it's like near nothing, right? But how big of a jinx is that? Pay out the payout, the, the, the now they're of course they're hopeful that you take the money you've won and bet it again this weekend, I would imagine, or next weekend and whatever else. But how much of a jinx is that? The official sports book of the Bengals is paying out Bengals to win the Super Bowl before they even beat the Chiefs, and it's funny that the Bengals fans whined on social media about the NFL rigging the games for the bills and chiefs to play each other in the social site game. And then they're accepting and cheering on getting money for a game that hasn't even been played yet.
1: I mean, I'm sure that every chiefs fan has been measured and composed and that there has been no (laughs) flaws in how they've comported themselves in this situation. I did want to say, um, this, this blew me away. Uh, another producer here mentioned this to me today. Patrick Mahomes has fewer losses in his career than Burrow does. Think about that. Burrow's yeah. in his third season. Mahomes is on his second contract, as you said. like He has had an unbelievable, historic yeah. start to his career. And you compared him, I think, to LeBron. Like I think he's the Steph Curry of basketball, honestly. Oh, yeah, you... but
2: my point is like the LeBron thing, where LeBron's the MVP every year. Like, this year, he's averaging, what, 32 points on a bum-ass Lakers team, and he won't even get MVP votes? Right. Like, come, he's 40 years old? Like, come on. Come
1: yeah, on. and it's right. And I think, you know, you could probably say the same for Steph Curry, where it's just like, what is that team without him? Oh, of course, um, yeah. And it's like, in last year, it, Ex- you know, I think both of us— yeah. mouthpiece last night. Yeah, it's
2: like, yeah, well, does, he not, does he not? Did you expect not to get thrown out when you chucked your mouthpiece across the court? Like, what
1: I do mean, you talk about? Like, guys <laughs> played like eight million career games. He's <laughs> going to get thrown out of two. Like, it's fine. He's not a bad guy. Um, I know. But, but honestly, I mean, last year this—it's funny because I, last year when the playoffs started, I I put in a bunch of rundowns for Nick and bet the Warriors to win the title. It's like Steph Curry's there. Like, guys, this isn't that hard. Like, the, look at the rest of the field. He's going to win. Oh, I'm i feel you. Like. That's maybe how we should be looking at this with with Mahomes, where it's just like, hang on, we've got Mahomes in here. What are we doing? Should we just go ahead and just lay a point with him at home? Who cares about the ankle? It's Patrick Mahomes. Like, I, there is a big part of me that wants to do that. I'm I'm curious what you think.
2: Well, yeah. So my basically Chiefs thought is like the law of averages sort of works in the NFL. Like you know the Vikings 11-0 one score games. Oh, guess what? They lost their one-score game in the playoffs. What a surprise. Right. Like the Chiefs have, again, have had a 75% win expectancy in three of their losses in the fourth quarter against the Bengals. All three of them. Plus, I know this is a silly, like a silly way to think about this, but the Bengals players are talking a lot of shit right now. They are. And that's the NFL humbles you very fast. Like it is a very humbling sport. And you call a burrowhead. I said on Twitter, the Bengals deserve to. To talk all the shit they can talk, they have dominated the Chiefs. They own the Chiefs. They are allowed to do this, and I and I commend them for doing it. But it also, typically bites you in the ass. Like remember this year when 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 Justin Reed came out before the Bengals game was like, oh, I'm going to cover 88 or 87 or like I don't know it's the tight end, whatever. Yeah, like just shh, shh, just shh. just just let your talk let let your talk do it. Look, man, any result would, except a blowout either way, would be surprising to me, um, would not be surprising to me. But I think the Chiefs, it's sort of, if it doesn't go right this year, when does it go right for them in this game? You know, like this is, yep. also there's this idea that, I've never been on a team like this, I can't speak to this. Maybe my brother can. we should call him to get to get him called. We'll zoom out of his face to have him come on here. But, you know, like the Chiefs basically have waited 365 days for this game. Like they like they have their whole offseason was f- to play in this game again. They, they they did the whole regular season, Matt, to play in this game again. I know the Bengals didn't, in a sense, too. But like the Chiefs thought all offseason, Bengals, 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 we need to beat the Bengals, 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 Bengals. They're here again at home hosting the Bengals. And so I wonder if that's part of it. Well, I also look at the under in this game, it dropped a lot, though. It was like 51 and dropped all yeah. the way to 46 or 47. So Not as not as great now to play it in my opinion. I would have taken it much you know at the fifty one. I kind of missed on that one there as well. Um, So I'm not sure that I can uh, I can give that one out. And now a couple props in this game. And again, it's uh, I haven't done as much prop originally. Joe Mixon over three and a half receptions. I'd like a lot in this game. Hmm. The Chiefs um, don't cover the back terribly well, and the Bengals have done a good job of throwing the ball uh, to to the running backs uh since jamar chase's uh, injury honestly and i also look i would also look at the the thing about when you split when you have running backs kind of split rushes it's always hard to take the over in in rush yards but i really think there's a a possibility here um for the over in the rush yard so he's had you know mixon's had a couple games this year he's been over the three and a half it's a it's a steep number for for him at times so i look i look in that direction mahomes over 280 passing yards i i wager on that already i also think there's someone other than kelsey has to have a big game yep if you could figure out who that That's is whether it's like Kadarius tony who i think had a he played pretty well last weekend if he's the guy like i would look at his numbers for if you could get like a rushing and receiving prop together for him if that number is at what do you think that's going to be at? 65, 70? That would be more than he's had all season, I think. Last week was the most he had all year for combined yards in a game. Yeah, last weekend he had he had 52 yards. I don't know what his number would, would combine prop what a rushing total would be. Tony feels like a, a number, Matt. Like that feels like a guy that they've been waiting to sort of break him out. And he's the he's the shiftiest player they have. Like if you're say, okay, who's the guy that's most like a Tyreek Hill, like who can make the most plays of that ilk? Like who's who's got like just just like get the ball, just like go, it's him. But those numbers aren't really up yet, I don't think. So
1: it's just crazy that we're talking about how they how badly they need Kadarius Tony. You know what I mean? Like well,
2: no, they, don't, they don't they, they don't, don't need
1: him, but I know what you're saying. It's like they need somebody other than and, Kelsey. And, well,
2: McCall Hardman's supposed to be back too. That'd be very helpful for them as well.
1: It's just kind of crazy. Like when you when you just zoom out and, and you know, you take the quarterbacks out, and we've hardly even discussed offensive and defensive line here, and we should. But when you just talk about the Bengals, what makes the Bengals great? There are so many ways they can beat you on offense. And that's it's not complicated why they're here. And you look at the Chiefs, and it's the same thing. It's just like Mahomes read infrastructure. And like, let's be honest, they've they had so many games this year where it felt like it could have gone either way at the very end and 90% of the time i mean i'm just looking back at their schedule they had a three point game against the chargers that they won that was that didn't wasn't that close they lost to the colts in a one possession game they beat the raiders by one in that crazy game they lost that that game to buffalo they blew out the 49ers the titans game went to overtime the chargers again was a three point game the bengal's was a three point loss like every game is kind of the same where they're just it comes down to like can Mahomes pull them out of it with a crazy thing at the end of the game? And honestly, like, they haven't really been tested since that 49ers game. I, I mean, Jacksonville last week obviously was a test, but pretty easy drive, I, th- I think you could argue. And the Bengals, it's just like, okay, who's who's got a defense that can stop that amount of weapons? And, you know, the offensive line injuries, for some reason, it just doesn't seem to matter with them. Like I mean, I, I mean in theory... Chris Jones should have a good game today. He, I think, is the key of this entire thing. It's like, can if, if Chris Jones can get home and Burrow's uncomfortable and they have to do something that isn't just sit there and pop them off to the three receivers, then I think the Chiefs could win this game more comfortably than anyone expects. But, you know, it's not that. It's not, I don't know, at this at this point in the season, with this good of a defensive coordinator in Cincinnati, like, it is not complicated what the Chiefs need to do and if you're in a position where you're like, cool, make Darius Tony and Noah Gray beat us, like that's a nice spot for them. Noah Gray can though. Sure. But so I'm I'm he can, but it's really about Mahomes. I just think you mentioned, like, well, if they can't get the monkey off their back this year, when can they do it? I the shit talking that Cincinnati's been doing is is, I think, very concerning if you're backing the Bengals. But I actually think, like, this is kind of the Bengals' year. It's almost all in or bust here, uh, more so than the Chiefs. The Chiefs, as our friend Nick says a lot, played more rookies than anyone this year except the Bears. Like, the Chiefs are still ascending. They're, they're to keep with the Warriors metaphor, they're reloading as they rebuild, right?
2: Well, they certainly are. I mean, they, they're in the best spot of any contender in a long time. They, they yeah. put four rookies on defense, and they have, like, a million, million in cap space, and their quarterback's already paid.
1: Yeah, they're great. <laughs> this is not it for them. And the Bengals, like, you know, it's at some point, you'd think their defensive coordinator gets the job. Like, you'd think that they're going to maybe lose, I don't know, Boyd or somebody, like, you know, with with all the money that they're going to have to allocate to their receivers. And Burrow, obviously. I don't know. The more we talk about it, the more I feel like the Bengals probably win, but it's so scary to go against Mahomes at home as either a short favorite where he's amazing or as a home dog where he's only been a home dog once in his whole career. Um, I I don't know. I still don't know what I'm going to do here.
2: I'm going to sit this one out.
1: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record and say I, I I'm gonna take the Bengals.
2: I said the Chiefs are gonna win twenty four twenty three in the article I wrote, but that's more like my heart talking. I think it's a three point game either way. Like, I think it's within the number, like or close yeah. to a three point game either way.
1: I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. I mean, if if Mahomes is at eighty five percent, that's concerning. We need a for the Chiefs. The no, way he's we not do gonna it. be hundred percent and i think you need him to be like you, close.
2: Yeah, but you can get dude, i'm telling you, like you could have like this like Andy Reid just like vintage masterpiece game from him. You could have that pull of like this could be that game,
1: man. It could. It could also be the game where you're like, "Wait. Remember how Andy Reid could never win a big game?" Like it could be yeah. that. Um the like what needs to happen for each side? It feels like more needs to happen for the Chiefs to win. And needs to happen for the Bengals to win to me, yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean anything because yeah. we're going against you know one, maybe one of the best quarterbacks of all time.
2: It's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I cannot, it's wait. gonna be
1: a great uh, game. I mean, we just spent a long time talking yeah. about it. We're still like, yeah. I don't know, <laughs> and I think that's what makes it
2: so much fun. And that game feels like it's gonna be great, man. It's gonna I'm, be like, I, I cannot wait uh, for these games this weekend.
0: Look around, you can find cars like these on auto trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait, Auto Trader.
1: We hit some props. Um, do you, do you have any else? more? I mean, I,
2: I haven't gone. I haven't gone there. Like I. I say this like every year, like I want to do more props, but I don't have to, for work, I don't really have to do them. So like, I don't really, I don't really do very much. I do a lot more on Sundays when I start looking kind of around. Do you think, do you, anyone's you like?
1: I kind of like, uh, hmm. I think I might bet Jalen Hurts, Super Bowl MVP this week. I uh, get plus 300 on that because if the Eagles win and I'm pretty convinced they will, then he will be the favorite Um maybe co-favorite to win the mvp next week or two weeks from now um you could do the same with whatever quarterback of whatever game you're most confident in like Joe yeah. burrows at 350 that's also a really good one because if like if the Bengals get there he's winning the mvp if they win the game um i like mckinnon two touchdowns plus 1300 uh he's been an absolute weapon for them in the red zone feel like that's you know that's not one you bet the house on obviously but pretty nice return we mentioned the uh the total the AFC game came in yeah. really high and kept dropping and dropping and dropping so you'd think that's the gonna head to the under I almost I keep wondering if there's a tease where you could tease down the points in the uh in that game and take the over but I can't figure out what it would be because I, you know'm not teasing I, I, through zero
2: look when the Chiefs were at minus were getting two and a half points I... Teased them with the with the Niners. I mean, like like I had to. I felt like I was like to yeah. get eight and a half points. I felt obliged. Like if I didn't do that, the gambling gods would come down and spite me. Yeah. But for like I had to take, and I didn't even want to do. it. I think the Niners could lose by more than, well, that'd be seven and a half. So like, but I did anyways. I just couldn't help myself. But the Chiefs and I could. I couldn't find any other way to take the value in that. I just couldn't do it. Um, one basketball thing very quickly. Are you a basketball fan? Yeah. Okay. What? How do they fix these? The players sitting out these games because it seems it's getting it's becoming a real issue, hmm. where the back to backs the main the stars just aren't playing these games and I feel bad. Like I had this problem last year. We went to a Hornets game and LeBron it was a Lakers Lakers Hornets Lakers fan. Uh, Lakers Hornets game and LeBron and AD both didn't play. And I paid good money for seats. Brought my kid. And it's like, well, I'm here to watch Westbrook and four backups play. That kind of stinks. I didn't go this year. I also wasn't in town. LeBron had like 47 points in Charlotte too, which is the funniest thing this year. But I can afford to lose $500. I I, like on a game like that. Imagine if you're not of my tax bracket and you spend all this money to go to a game and no one plays in the game. It's terrible for the fans.
1: I know. Imagine if like, oh, you know, uh, uh, Mahomes is coming to Houston this week. He's going to sit. We're just going to sit Mahomes, uh, give him a little bit of extra rest. Like, it's just so crazy when you compare it with the NFL. I mean, I, I know they just talked about this on Simmons podcast. Maybe that's part of the reason you're, br- you're bringing no, up. No, I,
2: I don't listen to much of the NBA stuff yet.
1: Well, he someone on the show suggested, I can't remember who it was, suggested they do know a lot of the games where they're going to sit, guys. Right? Like, they yes, at the it's beginning all, of the it's season. All pre- it's, all
2: pre- it's all planned out, yes.
1: It's like, can't you just announce that? With, you know, with all of it, you don't even have to say like, well, LeBron only, but if you say like, you know, barring injury, another injury to any of these guys, because this is ostensibly like for health management, like LeBron's not playing in Charlotte. So just that's just like good to know. And then you can look at the tickets and be like, oh, interesting. This, this ticket price is really low. I bet LeBron's not playing and you can confirm it but everyone
2: um, everyone the problem is everyone would the whole league would ma- would make less money because no one would go to the games
1: right which is i mean i honestly like i keep up with basketball pretty well but it because of this problem now there's no reason to follow it until after the super bowl none there's no reason at all you yeah. just check in and you're like oh okay like this is about where things are and then the last month of the season everything kind of crystallizes and then even the first round or two of the playoffs don't really seem to matter, and then it really heats up, and it's incredible. Yeah. So I,
2: I've always felt this way about the NBA. Not always. I take it back. Like the last three or four years, and, and I I watch all sports. Like I'm I'm a sports fan, um, but I spend so much time on football that I I, t- I catch up on basketball for the Super Bowl for the most part. I I have to, I have to watch Pac-12 basketball, unfortunately, for for work. At least pay attention to it. At least enough. Is the NBA playoffs like? Let's say today was the last day of NBA regular season and then Saturday was the first day of the playoffs. The two sports do not look the same. Yep. Like Saturday of the NBA playoffs looks nothing like Thursday of the regular season. That's my problem. Like the NFL looks exactly now yeah, you have better players playing but the sport looks the same. But then you get to the playoffs in NBA and like why watch the regular season if you're like casual fan like me? Like, there's no, there's no point because I'm gonna watch a better product in the in the postseason. I'm gonna watch guys play defense in the postseason. So defense, I mean, I'm not you have to play defense all the time, but it's like a whole different product in the postseason. I just feel like the product is not great right now, and I get, I get it. They make a ton of money. NBA bros are gonna be pissed at this. They get so angry when I tweet, when I tweet about the NBA. It's like a weird thing. NBA bros on Twitter, i get angry, man.
1: Yeah, everyone's so defensive about get, their I'm thing.
2: I'm like, I, I'm just like, I'm a casual fan, like. The NBA, me watching is what the NBA wants. A casual, kind of a casual fan. Like, I like watching sports. I like watching good players play sports. But every regular season to me is, is I don't know. Can I give you my one old man grab about the NBA? I'm Please. The uniform, too many uniforms. I, I, I can't, if I turn on a game and I don't know who's playing, like, I don't know who the home or away team is, it bothers me.
1: I'm with you. I feel that way about some of these NFL uniforms too. It's like. I don't like know, one every... time,
2: I turned on a game and I could have sworn the Vancouver Grizzlies were playing. I think it was like the Phoenix Suns. I'm like, what? I'm like what? What? Are we, what? Why are the Milwaukee Bucks wearing the Lakers uniforms?
1: It's, it's so it, insane, dude.
2: I looked it up last year. They're, they're technically their color is from the you know the old Lakers uniform. Like that's what Lakers obviously came from. Like that's technically in their color scheme is the blue they're wearing. They never wore it before. I can't. Sometimes I can't do it. I'm like, who's playing who? What's what's happening here? It's so confusing to me.
1: What was the game? It was towards the end of the season. There was some like old school in the NFL. Was it like the Browns logo? Or maybe it was the Giants. Logo. There was some dumb logo that everyone was wearing. And it was like a really important game. And this season, the Patriots logo, it was something. Maybe it was the Browns. And it was the end of the year. And it had like a mascot on it that I'd never seen before. And I'm like, guys, it's week 17, week 18. This game matters wait, for wait, playoff wait, seating. Wait, this year? Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but it when if you're ever like, what team is this, especially in the NFL? It's like, uh, it's just not worth I, it. Well, I also,
2: th- I've also thought like the TCU helmets in the championship game. I'm like, is that a, what, what is that? Then your helmet?
1: Like, yeah, like, I know. Well, the, and and the there's Oregon also, like, fan here, <laughs> confused well,
2: by too many uniforms. <laughs> I'm out, Maryland fan. With your freaking helmets, let's look, take, let's take a deep breath here with those helmets. Dude, okay, we got to
1: get us some attention on Maryland. Like, we just got to. We're just trying to get ourselves <laughs> out there. We the need flag, to, the flag helmet brutal. The flag oh, helmet brutal. great. Come the flag on. helmet.
2: The flag helmet stinks.
1: Man, that's that's a asinine take.
2: flag helmet. Record. I think we can agree that, that Texas has the worst
1: uniforms in college football. I mean, Texas certainly is the worst fan.
2: too, 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 <laughs> too bland and boring. Too bland and boring um all right that's my old man NBA take the uniforms out of control there's too much um so welcome to
1: Jeff Schwartz's smart new NBA takes there we Um, go can we so your prediction officially for the I'm gonna go Eagles Chiefs I'm gonna go Eagles Bengals barely yeah Um, yeah
2: the Eagles the Bengals game will be better I'm trying to do a live show after the game so we'll see if that works earlier than usual well than a Sunday night football game so I should be able to do that we'll see what happens um and uh all right everyone, have a great weekend of watching sports. We'll be back in a couple of days. Have a great one. Take care, everyone. See you
1: later. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings.